If you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. If you have the same vision as International Horse College, which is to have a world where people safely appreciate, respect and enjoy their horses, and the horses appreciate, respect and enjoy their people, then have a look at their website, internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Today's guest is Thomas or TJ Madigan. He's um, at uni, he's studying to be a vet, but while he's there, he's coaching, he's training and riding, and that's what we're going to focus on mainly today. How are you today, Thomas? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Great, great. Now, you know we normally start off with a favourite quote, and I know you've got one, so what can you say? Um, yes, yeah, so my favourite quote is, uh, success is no accident. It is hard work, perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you are doing or learning to do. I love the last part, actually. It's the love of what you're learning or what you're um, doing. Yeah. 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 Okay. How do you think that's helped you, you know, in what you do with horses, in your coaching and your training and your riding? Is it that sometimes that you think, oh, I've just got to jump on another horse. I've just got to, you know, put it, get out of bed early and do this. Do you, do you find that sometimes? And then when you're actually doing it, you go, yes, it was all worth it. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. There's obviously some days that are going to be a lot harder than others and like especially within the horse industry, like you're always going to have your setbacks. But like if you have the desire and the perseverance and like the love of what you're doing, like it just makes it a lot easier to get through all those all those times. And yeah, like just the love of what you're doing just makes it all worthwhile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and knowing where you're headed as well, I think sometimes helps. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Now, are, are you from a horse family? Um, yeah, yeah, I am from a horse family. So um, I'm, I think, third or third generation to the horses. Okay. Um, so Dad rode when he was younger and my grandfather was a racehorse trainer here in Mackay. Did you have a time when you were young, you know, and just sort of think back where you really had a good learning experience with horses? You know, it might have been something that you're supposed to do or something that you shouldn't do. Can you think of anything there? Maybe your father or your grandfather told you something or you did something with a particular horse and you still learn it. You still think about that today and you still have developed a habit from what you've learned. Yeah, um, I think, like like I said, like I've been doing it for as long as I remember. Um, so I think like just little things like that always come up. Like um, I think Dad's always put it into us that like the horses always come first. So mm-hmm. like yep. no matter what. What's going on outside of horses? Like horses always have to have to be your first priority. Like they're always there every morning when you wake up, and they're always there before you go to bed. And like your first priority needs to be like the welfare of the horses. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always been um, like really set like set into me from a young age. Yep. Yeah, I think it's a good lesson to learn. You know, it's a good thing to know that we've put the horses, we've put them in a particular environment where we've made ourselves responsible for their welfare. So just remembering that is important. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Now, I know you're at uni and you're studying to be a vet. The coaching, the training, the riding, you've sort of put it all in together, haven't you? Was that always going to be the case? You, you know, you're always going to be a vet, but you've got to do the coaching and the training and the riding as well. Yeah, so yeah, horses have like they've always been part of my life, even throughout school. Like I 
always got used to juggling like the horses with the schoolwork and everything. And yep. yeah, it has. Um, I wouldn't say it's always been a plan to be a vet. Like um, obviously growing up, like I had lots of different ambitions, but definitely towards the more serious end of the, my schooling, like vet was always um, the path I wanted to go down. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so yeah, like just um, I've just found, especially with vet being like a quite a full on course, like having the horses um, to come back to and like the training and the coaching side of things while on that sounds all like it's a bit of a, a good release from yep. study, I think. Kind of, yep. um, so just a bit of a, a bit of you time and just a bit of a break, a break away from the books. Yep. 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 And there's a lot of people who want to get a vet who call out a vet and, you know, some small animal vets are excellent at what they do, but if there's small animal vets and they come out to see your horse, you know that they're a small animal vet looking at your horse, you know, and this is from a client's point of view, you know, if you want someone to look at your horse, you want a horse vet, you know, you want someone who understands horses, who can do stuff with horses, who can lead your horse, handle your horse, you know, they know horses a little bit better. And I'm sure you would have developed more knowledge around horses from just your father and your grandfather than than the time that you're spending at university, you find that you, you know, there's certain things that, um, that you already know. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like you say, like there's a lot of things to pick up on from the people around you mm. that mm. give it at least a bit of an idea of the basics of it. But then, obviously, going to university, it really drums in like all the, all the really important bit. stuff. Behind yep. The basics. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, if you're going just to work with horses, you know, to be a coach, to be a trainer, a rider, what sort of skills do you need? What sort of person do you need to be? Um, I think like the you have to be very like very determinate mm-hmm. um just because like how yeah, we said like you get through all the through all the hard times and i think you need to have um a lot of respect i think that's a really like of great importance so by respect i mean like not only respect for the but also for your fellow competitors yep so like no matter no matter who you are or how successful you have been there's always going to be a chance for you to learn more and for that reason i believe that respect is the most important important trait to have along with willing to learn and wanting to do what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about um, the um, people who might have helped you? You've talked about your father, your grandfather. Is there anyone else that you'd like to talk about? Um, I think I've had lots of great coaches over the years. Um, like my family's obviously going to be the real driving point behind me, like um, my dad, my mum, especially my sister. Um, my sister's always there behind the scenes, giving me a lot of help. Yep. Um, but yeah, I've had some great, great coaches over the years, like David Finch. I've learned a lot from David Finch, not only with the riding side of things, but the coaching aspect as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's many, many more I could mention. But yep. there's, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of people there always helping me out. Yep, yep. I love it when people, you know, it often happens that people recommend someone or, or say someone's helped them and we've already had them as a guest on our show. So if people would like to find out a bit more about David Finch, they just go to horsechats.com, search for David or search for Finch and they'll find that. Now, what about horses, TJ? You know, if you had particular horses that you think have, they've influenced you, they've really taught you a lot, you've learned a lot from them? Yeah, so I've been very fortunate to have um, a lot of great horses over the years. Like um, starting from a very young age, I was very fortunate to have a lot of really good ponies growing up. Um, I think from the ponies, one pony that stands out for me in particular was um, like probably my first really serious competition pony, Belinda Parkdale Pete. Um, she taught me definitely a lot on and off the lead. Um, she was, um, yeah, just kind of once in a lifetime pony. And then I was even lucky enough 
Um, my first Galloway College Vogue. Um, she's definitely one of the all-time favourites. Um, but I think she she sticks in um, in mind for me because she was a bit like she was a bit of a challenge here and there, but that's what kind of made it worthwhile. And I had was lucky enough to have a lot of success with her. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. um, another horse that really sticks out for me is Lloyd, um, just my first show jumper. But um, just really changing the disciplines, like trying giving show jumping a go. Like it was great having. Um, she was a bit of an older man, like being there, done that. But it was just like just really good having that kind of horse there, and I learnt so much of her. Mm-hmm. So I think in hindsight, Lois would probably be the one that I learnt the most of. Okay, just going from a discipline that I was comfortable with. What what sort of things? Yeah, you say you learned the most, but what what sort of things are you learning from these horses? I think like just the the um, just learning how like if you need to put the work in to get the results kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. all those horses I mentioned, like. Um, like Tony, the Galloway, they were like I needed to do the work on them. Like I didn't click with them the first time I kind of rode them. Like yep. I had to really work, work at it. And I think just just getting the results from the work you put in, I think they just really showed me like the importance of putting the work in behind the scenes. Yeah, and especially Lois to the show jumper. Like I think she really just taught me going into another discipline. Like just really taught me that sometimes, like even when you do everything right like it's just not your day sometimes but you just got to keep persevering and if you keep persevering like you will get the results eventually okay okay and also too if you you competitor you don't just go out and compete but you put the work in at home as well yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. what do you think's the best thing about working with horses working in the horse industry i think the best thing is just um like just the love and enjoyment you get out of it like the partnership you like you get when you have with the horses um the opportunities it gives you, like the people you meet, um, I think that all just comes together. Like just a mixture of the comp- competitive side of things and the social side of things and then just having the opportunity to like travel to places around Australia and around like around different countries, like just doing what you love. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best thing about it. Okay. So have you travelled overseas with horses? You may, I know you've, you've competed around Australia. What's the furthest you've gone? Yeah. Um, so I've been fortunate enough from a very young age, I think grade six, um, to ride over in New Zealand for the mm-hmm. Bailey family. Yep. Um, at their at the Christchurch Royal and um, South Island Grand National shows. So I've been very fortunate enough to go over there. Um, and that's like I was saying before, like the opportunities of meeting people. So I met them and um, they asked me to go over and ride for them, and I rode for them for a number of years. And um, and I got a really good friendship out of that. And then eventually when I wasn't competing over there, I was still over there working with them because they run the Grand National Show. So I was over there working with them as a ring steward. So still having that involvement involvement as well. What, what do you think they saw in you that they offered those opportunities? What I'm thinking of is people could say, oh, you're lucky, you know, but is it luck or is it something that they saw in you when they first met you and invited you over there? Um, I think what it was was just um, back at, back when they first met me was back when we had um, uh, quite a big team of ponies and they mm-hmm. met me at Brisbane Royal. Okay. And I think they just saw I think they just saw how like um, how like my family and I worked together how like, they saw the work behind the scenes like working working the ponies together yeah. make sure they get in the ring like the the effort that went in before you actually went out in the class and obviously getting the reward by good results in the classes from all your hard work. So I think they just saw like the big picture of things. Like yes. they saw the work behind the scenes too. 
like to get to the um, that last outcome. Yeah, yeah. So you, they saw you working as a member of a team, putting the work in, and uh, not just taking all the glory. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Now, if you're coaching someone. Think about, you know, if you go to teach people, if you go to do a clinic or something, what's a regular thing that you find that, that people don't know? You know, how can you help people? A training tip, what people can do to improve their riding or their horses? Oh, well, a training tip, um, as funny as it sounds, I've always been a big believer in, especially when you have your coaches there and more importantly when your coaches leave, is like you, you're going to always get those days where everything just clicks and everything feels good. So I'm a big believer in once you get off after having one of those days, that it's really important to write everything down. I think you felt okay. things you did differently, just as a bit of a mental note. And then that way on the days that you're having trouble and like nothing's going right, you can look back at those notes and like it's a bit of a, a bit of just a, something for you back to refer back on to. Mm, that's actually, I'm, I'm writing down that tip myself, so I must be, yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, you know, just I think that's good and I think that, we all have days when things just don't go as well. You know, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So to look back and think of something more positive, um, I think that's a good one. And what about for horses? Is there something that you think is a training tip where people can improve the relationship with their horse? Um, I think just really just keeping a really level head, like just knowing that at the end of the day, like they're not robots, like you're sitting on an animal that has a mind of its own. So like, you never know, like one day they might wake up and they might be sore somewhere or have a headache or something, but they've got no way of actually telling that to you. So I think it's just important about keeping like a level head and just re- like assessing every situation and just knowing that at the end of the day, it might not just be the horse's day as well kind of thing and mm-hmm. not to get not to get too caught up on having a bad ride, like just keep working on, just keeping like keeping a plan in, a plan in motion, just keep working towards that plan and just reassessing everything all the time. Yep, 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 good, good. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now, have a look, horsechats.com. What are you doing now though, TJ? You know, I know you're at uni, but have you got the young horses coming on, any competitions coming up? What's your plan beyond uni, you know, just to do with your own horses? Just with my own horses. So, yeah, at the moment I'm um, home from here and, yeah, I've got a uh, couple of nice young horses that I've got coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment it's, it's mainly, my work mainly is just with um, clients' horses, so people sending horses and me working it, working them for it. Um, my plan is, uh, like, beyond uni, obviously having the uni there, like, I'm going to have, like, hope to have a future in, in vet, mainly working with horses, but then at the same time I want to, to have on the side of that, like still be actively involved with coaching, um, having a business where I train my own and other people's horses and just, yeah, like really just have a string of it, like a, a quite a good a, quite a good small team that I can still go to the comps and thoroughly enjoy it. What about clients' horses? The ones that are sending your horses now, are they problem horses, ones that they don't have time for, ones to bring on and educate? What's the main reason that they send your horses? Yeah, it's a bit of a mixture. Um, I've got a few at the moment that are just people that like just haven't had time to do. Like just they've had other commitments, and um, they even some people are even looking to get rid of the horse, but they're just sending it to you, just asking my opinion on what mm-hmm. I think about it, and what I think it's good for. Um, then obviously, yeah, you get the ones that are the trouble horses that people are just having trouble with and just want a second opinion. 
Um, or you just get the ones that simply are like really good horses, um, have the training there, but the people just don't have time to work on. So like they send them here to be worked and then sent, like get, they get sent back for a competition or something and the owner sits on it for the competition, okay. having had the exercise and fitness done for it already. Yeah, yeah, well, that's good. And good to know for people if they do want to do that. I'll talk to you about your contact details in a minute, just in case people would like to um, send any horses to you. But just summing up your philosophy with horses, how would you do that if you, you talked um, just generally about that? Um, my um, philosophy of horses, I think, really, really refers back to um, the quote I mentioned earlier. Uh, I just think... Like everything in life is not going to come easy and there's always going to be setbacks. But if you know what you want to do and know where you want to get, have a love of what you are doing, like you will eventually get there. Like even though there's going to be times where you think you won't get there, if you just keep putting in the hard work, um, eventually you will um, get the results from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good, good. Now, if people would like to contact you, Thomas or TJ, what would you say? They can go to horsechats.com and search for Thomas, search for Madigan, or just go horsechats.com slash Thomas Madigan. But to contact you direct, if people want to do that, what's your phone number, email, what's the best way? Um, yeah, so phone number is most probably, like, like most probably the easiest way. Yep. Um, so, yeah, do you want me, I can give yes, you my please. phone number now. Yep. Yeah. So my phone number is 04-23-72-48-45. Perfect. All right, TJ, great to talk to you. Good luck for at uni. I think you're in fourth year now. Is that right, going into fourth year? Yeah, going into fourth year now. All right. Well, we'd like to talk to you again sometime soon. I'm sure you've got some extra tips for us. We can sort of go a little bit more in depth in some area. And, yeah, good luck. Good luck with that, and we'll hopefully we'll catch up with you again soon. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate, and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 